So continuing in our study of the parables and with this theme of judging others in the light of God's love, let's look to Luke chapter 18, beginning with verse 9. Jesus also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and regarded others with contempt. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, was praying thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, thieves, rogues, adulterers, or even this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of all my income. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even look up to heaven, but was beating his breast and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his home justified rather than the other. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, but all who humble themselves will be exalted. And people were bringing even infants to Jesus that he might touch them. And when the disciples saw it, they sternly ordered them not to do it. But Jesus called for them and said, Let the little children come to me and do not stop them. For it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. And then a certain ruler asked Jesus, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, honor your father and mother. And he replied, I have kept all these since my youth. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, There is still one more thing lacking. Sell all that you own and distribute the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. But when he heard this, he became sad, for he was very rich. Jesus looked at him and said, How hard it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Um, the tax collector who is there praying, which is a good thing. We like and believe that prayer is something we should do. He goes to the temple, he's praying. But he's praying with a spirit of contempt for others. <clears throat> we make ourselves feel better a lot of times by looking at others with that spirit. That spirit of contempt. And there's also a certain confidence that goes with that. That I know what's in your heart. I know what got you there. I know. And what I've come to discover is that I don't know near what I thought I knew. Back when I was younger and knew everything, it was easy. Now the older I get, the more difficult it seems to become. So with Kayla coming home, we are very excited. Um, it has been far longer than I thought. I had a conversation with her, and we were talking within the past week or so about what a challenge this has been for me. You laugh. It's two years. It's not, that's one, for every month she's been in my life, she's been gone a month. I mean, for every year, she's been gone one month. And she said, I thought you've done pretty well. And I said, really, what did that look like? She said, well, you could have demanded that I come home. 
And I laughed and said, how would that have gone for me? And she thought for a minute and said, probably not very well. I agree. But then there are things you think you know that you don't know. And yesterday, Carrie was looking at the, the plane ticket. And it said on there, Mrs. Kayla Jones. That was something we didn't know. <laughs> so Carrie texted her and said, what's this about? And the reply was something like, I'd rather not talk about it on the phone. So we thought about it for a couple hours. I got frustrated and mad, trying to imagine now what I saw as being this grand reunion of her being done, yes, we did it, to what in the world? So me being who I am, I'm not going to wait. I call her, hey, what you doing? <laughs> well, I'm at the hotel waiting to go to the airport. So. Um, are you married? <laughs> she just laughed. <laughs> I didn't think it was funny. Carrie didn't think it was funny. When you think you know everything, you find out that you don't. In fact, more and more as time goes on, I don't know. Um, I have a friend who is 25 years sober and been in AA, written a lot of cool songs, and he said, uh, we were talking one day about people in Nashville in the city drinking mouthwash in order to get the alcohol. And he said to me, I have not gotten there yet. Not yet. I mean, you don't know what your life will bring. You don't know the path you'll go. You don't know the things that you'll do. That, to me, was a very sobering comment. Oh, no, that wouldn't be you. You're not one of them. So in how we pray, we can be like this Pharisee who's sitting there and he is comparing himself to somebody else. And that's kind of how we do. We are taught to grade ourselves and to grade others based on a scale. And yes, college football is fun. There are rankings. You know where you are in the rankings. You know what the scores are. But that's a fantasy. And that, that's why it's so much fun. Because at the end of the game, you know what the score was. You know who won, who lost. But life's not like that. Life is not something you can easily judge. Uh, in one of the better books on relationships, uh, it's called The Four Horsemen. The number one horseman that I saw in there are the sign that relationships are going south, whether it be a marital relationship, a parent-child, child-parent, or a national governmental relationship. As he said, when there is contempt of one person toward another, it's going south and it's going very fast. It's the four horsemen of the apocalypse. We'll talk about the others later, but just stay on that one because that's where that Pharisee is. He knows he is right with God and that these people are not. Contempt is where he is. 
the bookend of this passage that Luke put together. He chose these stories in order. There's not a common flow like Jesus then went and then there they were. The other bookend is that rich young kid who comes and says, look at me, I've done all this cool stuff. Tell me how good I am. So he comes and he says, Jesus, good teacher. And Jesus says, look, don't play that game with me. Because if you're going to score everything, well, it's just not going well for you or anybody. So don't try and put me in there. The guy didn't get it. The Pharisee didn't get it. I love the story about a uh, rabbi who comes into the synagogue and he kneels down and he prays, Lord, Lord, I'm nothing, I'm nothing. And so the cantor, who you know in the synagogue is an important part of the worship and cants out the, the liturgy, comes and he kneels next to the rabbi and says, Lord, Lord, I'm nothing. So there you got the two guys going, Lord, I'm nothing, Lord, I'm nothing. And well, the janitor sees them in there praying and he comes and kneels down and he says, Lord, I'm nothing, Lord, I'm nothing. And so the cantor pats the rabbi and says, look who thinks he's nothing. <laughs> we want to compare we want to look at others, but we are often so very wrong. I love this. Charlie Chaplin uh, was, for some, a famous movie actor. In the early last century, he had a distinctive walk, a distinctive way. He moved. He had a distinctive style. And so one day there was a Charlie Chaplin look-alike contest, and Charlie Chaplin entered it <laughs> and lost. Be careful what you think you know and what you think you know about somebody else because the image you have for them is probably nothing close to what's going on. If you think you know what somebody's thinking or feeling, then you're way off base and you're not even going to have a chance because chances are they don't know why they're thinking or feeling something. The tax collector realizes his life hasn't worked. And he's looking to God for help. The Pharisee uses him as an example to show just how well his life has. And needs that contempt in order to try and feel better. But it doesn't work. That's the bookends. And it's the bookends of people who are trapped. I'm going to read you a section from a book by Anthony DeMello who... Uh, he writes about us waking up beyond the images of what we think we know. And here's what he wrote. What I'm about to say will sound a bit pompous, but it's true. What's coming could be the most important minutes of your life. If you could grasp this, you'd hit upon the secret of awakening. You'd be happy forever. You would never be unhappy again. Nothing would have the power to hurt you again. I mean that, nothing. It's like when you throw black paint in the air, the air remains uncontaminated. You never color the air black. No matter what happens to you, you remain uncontaminated. You remain at peace. There are human beings who have attained this. It's what I call being human. Not this nonsense of being a puppet jerked about this way and that way, letting events or other people tell you how to feel. So you proceed to feel it and you call it being vulnerable. I call it being a puppet. You want to be a puppet? Press a button and you're down 
Do you like that? But if you refuse to identify with any of those labels, most of your worries cease. Understand who the I is and you'll never be the same again. Never. Nothing will be able to touch you again and no one will ever be able to hurt you again in the same way. You will fear no one and fear nothing. Nothing will be able to hurt you again sounds strong when we understand how much pain our image has cost us. But it makes sense. When we let go of trying to label others, let go of thinking we know what, if life hasn't told, told you by now, you don't know what you think you know. Lao Tzu said, those who think they know, don't know. But those who think they don't know, know. Think about that one for a while. But to get it, pay attention to how Luke puts these stories together. You got the contemptuous Pharisee, and you got the contemptuous rich young ruler. But in the middle are the children. The disciples have a certain level of contempt for the children. Jesus hasn't, doesn't have time for you. You don't even rank to make the itinerary for today. Here, look at our papyrus. Sorry. But it's the children who get it because they know they don't know. And because they know they don't know, there's plenty of room for Jesus. There's plenty of room for each other. There's plenty of room to be blessed. When you're trying to prove how blessed you are or how blessing worthy you are, you just really get in the way of God doing what God does which is pick us all up and hold us and love on us and bless us and say, now go play. That's liberating. Because of all the characters in this story, you don't want to be the Pharisee and you don't want to be the rich young ruler. You don't want your possessions to be a baggage so bad that Jesus tells you, look man, you've got to get rid of all of it because there's no room for me or anybody else. You don't want to be the Pharisee who needs to condemn and have contempt for others in order to try and feel good about yourself and then realize how insatiable that is. Just be like the children. Make room for God. Just don't judge because you don't know. And relax. Be at peace. And be happy. Because you can. And laugh and play as together we join in the dance and turn toward the light. But that's the kingdom of God. Let us pray. God, the challenges in our lives are many. Being human, vulnerable, mortal, frail, they were all in our joys and concerns today. So God, forgive us for making it harder than it needs to be. Help us to let go of this desire to be able to look down on somebody else. Help us to give others grace, for in doing so, maybe we can receive it ourselves. And in doing so, find your kingdom among us, for that's why we have come and gathered and lift our voices, praying as we were taught, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.